Hey folks, this is Glenn Man, and welcome to an all new episode of the Man from New York podcast. It's another hot day here in New York City. Uh, the weather people are saying that we are moving into a second heat wave. I don't remember the first heat wave ending, so but apparently it ended and then another one came. But it's been all hot every day to me. But uh, things in New York are, you know, people are still trying to put things back to normal. And, you know, during this crisis that we're in, and sort of the risk that you take when you go out for simple things, right? Going to a grocery store or pharmacy or just to get a bite to eat. So I'm always curious about, like, what are people, what do people want so badly that they're willing to take the risk to, to be around people, right? Because even if you have a mask on, if it's outside, there's still a chance, right? The, the, the rates of transmission are lower, but you're still taking a chance. So, uh, I think it was the other, yesterday on, I was watching YouTube. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Action Kid, based here in New York City. Takes a lot of videos just walking around neighborhoods, capturing the sights, the sounds. Uh, really, so it's, a, it's just a really sort of like basic document documentary feel to it which you know you should check out this video the action kid you just get a glimpse of the city happening like life happening in real time where it's being taken of course so he had a video he was on 34th street the herald square area you know macy's and he was walking around some of the stores and there were people going in and out of stores because you know stores have limited capacity well, one particular thing caught my eye, and he, he mentioned it too. There was a long line of people for the Crocs store. That's right, Crocs. That um, footwear that people wear. Uh, not going to be too judgmental. It's just not my thing, right? But yeah. but apparently, people there was like a whole bunch of people online for Crocs. And I'm like, really? That's what you're willing to risk it all for? Because, look, even with masks and outside and, and, you know, people taking, using protocols to be safe, there's still a chance. And do you really want to, do you really want that to be the reason why you may get sick? Like, if God forbid you did get sick, do you want to be like, could you go online to buy Crocs? If you, do you want that story passed down through family legend, like, two generations from now? Oh, what happened to Grandpa? Well, you know, Grandpa really wanted a pair of Crocs, and he went down and stood online, and unfortunately got sick. I mean, come on, people, really. I, I'm, I know businesses have to be open because they're trying to make money, and I know people want to be normal and people want to buy things they want to buy, but Crocs, uh, okay. But speaking of businesses here in New York, there's a New York Times article. That says about, I think, over 3,000 small businesses in New York City have closed permanently. Which is really, um, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Because you're talking about people's livelihoods, how people make a living. Not only the owners, but uh, the employees. And there was, you know, a couple of spots mentioned, like, uh, the Record Mart, the famous place in the, that was uh, Port Authority. Uh, subway station on 42nd Street, which is around for like, like 70 something years or more. Uh, then you had Gem Spa, which was a mainstay in the East Village for almost 90 years, and because it was really popular during the era of you know 
the punk era in New York City. And of course, it was, fam- it was known for its egg creams. Uh, so Gym Spot, Chloe, and they had been struggling for a while, but it looked like they were sort of making way. And then COVID-19 happened. So this is just, you know, this impact that it's having. And, you know, the thing about favorite places or places around for a long time is that they kind of settle you down, right? They they give you a sense of comfort and, and almost safety, knowing that if you walk around the corner, that particular place will be there. And, you know, even if you don't necessarily frequent the place all the time, just knowing that it's there gives you a sense of, of comfort. And now that we have so many small businesses and neighborhoods that are disappearing, some businesses that have been around for decades, I think it's going to have a real impact on people uh, in many ways. Now, there will be new businesses that rise up out of this crisis. And there will be businesses that are opening in the next year or two that will be around for 20, 30, 40 years. And they will say, we will we start our business right in the middle of this great economic crisis and a global pandemic. So, you know, new stories will be told and, and, and new neighborhood legends will be made. But still, you know, it does have an impact on people. Another place, uh, this wasn't, I don't think this was mentioned in the New York Times article, but it didn't make news this week. Chumley's, which was one of the most famous speakeasies in New York during the era of Prohibition, is closing permanently. Now, Chumley's has an interesting history because I think it was... It was well over a decade ago that the building which houses Chumley down in the West Village suffered some major infrastructure problems. And Chumley's was closed for a long time. And they finally reopened after, I think it was maybe over seven years or more, maybe even ten years of being closed. They finally reopened a couple years ago. Now, instead of it being like a, you know, just your regular watering hole, it became your typical Manhattan sort of place where, you know, expensive, uh, you know, mixed drinks and cocktails and like a $27, $30 hamburger. But still, the fact that Chumley's was still around, this place with so much amazing history, a place that was uh, popular not only during Prohibition, but after Prohibition. Uh, the number of famous writers who got a drink there over the years from like Ernest Hemingway to... Uh, uh, Jack Kerouac to uh, you name it from any generation of writers in fact if there was a watering hole that existed in Greenwich Village anytime in the 20th century probably one of your favorite writers at some point had a drink there that's just like the law or, or something like that oh so Tumbley's is closed and I think they're going to be auctioned off some of the uh, pieces inside of the place, which uh, would be interesting to have. Now, every time something closes, you know, people get nostalgic and they, you know, they think back to either if it was a childhood place they went to or a time they spent with their family. Now, when I was a kid, uh, I think I was, I forgot how old I was, maybe six or seven years old. Uh, it turns out that one of the, like, favorite pizza places that my family went to was closing. Uh, the owner a guy named Mario was retiring. So since he was closing, uh, we decided to go to his pizza shop on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Now, I, I most of the time when my family went there, that was because they lived in that neighborhood, and this was before I was born. So 
I never went there before and I never had that pizza, but I always heard about how great Mario's pizza was. So we went, it was like me, my mom, my sister, my grandma, we went uh, to Mario's so they can say goodbye to him and wish him luck and so they can have pizza one last time. So it came time for me to have pizza, but you know what? I was like a kid. I was like six years old or seven, and I wasn't hungry at that moment. I just ate earlier, so I was eating. So when they said, hey, wh- what do you want? I said, I don't want anything. And they're like, what do you mean I don't want anything? We're at a pizza shop. Don't you want pizza? And I was like, no, I'm not hungry. I don't want any pizza. And they was like, but this is like the last day. You'll never be able to get this pizza. And I was like, but I'm not hungry. And, you know, I think Mario was a little hurt. But I was a little kid. You know what was? I didn't, you know. And I kind of regret that. I regret the fact that I didn't get a slice of pizza that day. Uh, but, you know, my family, they were kind of like, was like, how could you not eat the pizza? We came all the way here for pizza. I'm like, well, you guys are hungry. I don't want anything. But that is one of them days. Now, can't really end this podcast without saying rest in peace to a legendary... New Yorker, Mr. Regis Philbin, who was who entertained anyone and everyone. Uh, he made hosting a talk show like the easiest job in the world. I remember as a kid uh, watching, of course, uh, the morning show. It was a local show in New York City. Regis eventually became live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and eventually, you know, live with Regis and Kelly, and then Regis left, and then Kelly with a whole bunch of other people. But still, Regis Philbin was a legend who just seemed so comfortable in his own skin and really just seemed to really enjoy life and a true New York legend. Rest in peace to Regis Philbin. I want to thank you for listening to the Man from New York podcast. You can also catch me on Instagram. I've been doing a video show, which is sort of a spinoff of this podcast called Glenn is Talking. I do it live, but you can watch the videos of it on Instagram on the IGTV section. So, you know, if you got nothing else going on, might as well check that out, right? So, once again, I want to thank you for listening to The Man from New York Podcast.